So you're very welcome to This Adult Life, the podcast. This is actually part two. And if you want to get part one, all about anxiety, you got to go one episode back. But this is episode five, part two. And we're talking all about anxiety. And I'm going to get straight into it. So basically... Uh, anxiety is a reaction, a reaction to a thought, a thought that's perceived, like I say, a threat, a fearful thought. And what happens is your brain then goes, hang on a minute. It kicks in with the adrenaline. It kicks in with the, you know, the stress hormone, cortisol and all this kind of stuff. This all starts to kind of circulate around your body. And why it does that is because your body or your mind starts to go, well, hang on, there's a problem. There's a threat here. There's something up. Whatever that perceived threat you think of may be. And that's why people get, you know, nausea in their stomach, sweaty palms, elevated heart rate, um uncomfortable sometimes people retch sometimes they even get sick you know uh, they can feel faint they can feel tingly they can feel chest pains headaches um tense in their, in their shoulders all these physical symptoms come from that one thought that went into a series of thoughts and then it just kept going and your body listens to your thinking and your body reacts to your thinking and and that's exactly what happens so now your physical state is, is in that place of anxiousness as well as your thinking. And the reason I say that is this, because anxiety can get us one of two ways. It can come as a thought, like we think about something in the future and we get this fear or overwhelming feeling of, oh my goodness, I won't be able for this. So it can come in like that. It can also come from just being in a state of anxiousness without a necessarily specific thought. And here's what I mean by that. You remember my story. I was in a constant state of working, working, working. That was releasing stress hormone. That was kind of cortisol. And that was all those, you know, things that are, you know, adrenaline and all, which is good for us. But adrenaline comes to keep us going, to give us fight or flight, ready to go. But when you're in a busy, constant state like that, you're not giving your body any time to rest. So it keeps going and keeps going and keeps going. But because you're getting now stressed, you've got these stress hormones going around. And what happens then is when you, for example, like me, a chest pain, which someone go, oh, chest pain, maybe I'll just get that checked out or I'll look into that or whatnot. Now for me, a chest pain, because I'm in a heightened mm. state of stress and anxiousness physically and mentally, whatever, just being constantly busy. That thought comes in, I jump on it like a ton of bricks thinking, oh my goodness, this is the worst case scenario. Because you're in a, so your, your rational thinking can be a little bit irrational. So it can be starting from a specific thought or it can start from just being in a state of constant busy. And that is the one I see most common for people nowadays is being that constant state. Mm. And then obviously your physicality follows. Here's a really good example, right? Mm. I love cars, you love cars. It's a good way of explaining it. Think of a car, right? The mm -hmm. front two wheels are the turning, right? Yeah. Your thinking and your doing is like the front two wheels and that you have control of on where you, what you do and what you think. Yeah. So what you do, your actions, and what you think is the front two wheels. The back two is your physiology, your physical being, yeah. and your emotions. Those two things we don't have control of because we control them with our thinking and our doing. Okay, yeah. They're indirect. So if we want to feel better, you know, physically, you want to feel better emotionally, it starts with our thinking and our doing. So just always remember yeah. that. It's a good way of kind of combating things. But anyway, that's just my little... And we did a podcast actually on our your thoughts. We did. Thinking habits. Um, Go back so and check have that. Have a look back there episode. if you haven't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like a, a lot of the time when it comes to... So that's how we, are, we get into that state and when it's for prolonged periods of time, different things. There is things to look at too. Um, just real quickly, I'm not a dietitian, but like, you know, B12, mm. um, restless legs, magnesium. Yeah. Um, having too much coffee, you know, alcohol is a big one. A lot of people will take a drink thinking it'll chill them out and it will relax them for a for little a bit, <laughs> but it's going to hit them the next day. 
Or even the middle of the night. Or middle of the night. Yeah. So alcohol is not a remedy at all. No. You know. Do you know what's also good? Um, can be exercise because you might have a buildup of energy that you need to actually get rid of. Tension. Tension. Yeah. I mean, I found that stretching was, and was, exercising. I found it was great for me, as in, I think it was one of the reasons I had to work so hard for so long, because I was relieving the tension in the body by getting moving and whatnot in yeah. the gym. So yeah, no, definitely. And let's not forget the feel good endorphins um you know from the gym so you know it has it does you do deal with stress a lot better when you're getting active um every other day or simply a nice long what you love to do have a bath absolutely a few epsom salts love a good bath which also is magnesium which is also magnesium i love magnesium we should be sponsored by (laughs) magnesium is that a thing um but yeah so that's kind of how it works anyway that's how it gets to your body going that's why you feel anxious and that's why you're sitting down stressed one night and it can affect all sorts of things about your body but definitely when you're in a high anxiety state, you know, and then it can also go into things like panic attacks. And that's why people can have a panic attack out of the blue because their body is in a state of stress. The adrenaline's pumping, there's cortisol, there's stress hormone, your, your mind is consumed. You're in a state of stress. And then one time it can just be out of the blue or you're sitting there chilling or whatnot. And all of a sudden you feel all these emotions and you're, or it's all not emotions so much, but more this feeling mm. and it can develop into a panic attack. And that's when you, you go from a high anxiety state into a full on panic attack. And if you do control your breathing, breathe in for four through pursed lips and breathe out for four through pursed lips and calm yourself down. And remember, no one's ever, it's never been reported. No one's ever died from a panic attack. So oh. you're not going to die as much as you feel like you're going to die because your body's completely yeah. out of control. You don't know what's going on. But separate that from yourself and go, look, your body's out of control. See it like a machine. Don't see it like you. You will get through this. It will pass. It may yeah. take time, but just con- focus on your breathing in that imminent thing and try and distract yourself. Now that's easier said than done. If you ever had a panic attack, it's not a good thing. It's not nice whatsoever. I've never personally had a panic attack, but I've worked with people who have had them and yeah it's 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 just fear manifested like 100 percent. it's like a horrible place to be yeah when it comes to though fears um a couple of fears that a lot of people have is fear of money or not having money fear of lack of money yeah more often than not and i think that's can start as a thought and that can be something that can simmer in the background people what if i leave my job what if recession hits again or can't put a roof over my head or what if i don't get this this client to sign this contract or what if this and what everything comes back to if you think about it when it comes to anxiousness and fear it comes back to a little statement of what if yeah those words aren't always good yeah they're not we actually used to have what if conversations remember when we first started going out yeah (laughs) i can't remember the examples so what if what did we use examples of oh i remember one i said what if david beckham showed up yeah and i wasn't there and he said I just want to give you a little kiss. I love you. I love you. <laughs> and because uh, Fiona had like she liked Beckham a lot, and I says, well, what, "What if? What? This is when we were a lot younger, obviously." But <laughs> what? What if? And she, she, of course, I'd say, "Get out of my face!" Yeah, of course, absolutely. So we used to have these very childish wild situations and yeah. games, but it got to the extent where we had to put a ban on them. <laughs> yeah, because they so were getting out of control. Up anything. So what if? And so we just said, "You know what? They're actually starting to become into arguments." Yeah, they were. Into- <laughs> You would do what? You wouldn't? <laughs> they weren't uh, even yeah. real. Like. No, it was. So we said, right, no more what ifs that's questions. It. That's it. That was good relationship advice. Yeah. We banned the what if conversation. So that was the end of it. But, uh, it was good actually. Good but yeah, it's true actually. <laughs> but yeah, the what ifs is sometimes where it starts. And I want to say this, if you want to figure out what the fear is or what's going on, what's caused your anxiety is, um, I call it chase the fear, right? And that's just my own little term. But 
what I might do with a client or whatever or who I'm, someone I'm helping out I'll say and, and what has you anxious and they'll say okay money uh, my, my job what if I lose yeah. my job and why does that have you anxious because if I lose my job I lose my income and, if you, and, and why does that have you fear of them well it means I can't pay for the roof of my house and then what well I might lose my house and then what and you eventually get to a point where you don't have, you run out of answers and you realise, well, maybe I'm overreacting to this fear. Now, no yeah. one wants to be homeless. Yeah. But I'm like, you then can reevaluate. And now I know that sounds dramatic, but it's true. Because if you can take the fear out of something, life becomes a whole lot better. Your job becomes a whole lot better when you're not in fear it's of losing. controlling you. You're more true to you and you're more in control now because you don't fear that thing. So yeah. you sometimes have to chase and go, well, why? Well, why? And what if? And why? And what if? And why? And, and it could sometimes be a helpful thing to do. Um, with a lot of fears another one as well would be like you know going for interviews and these things all those things can be fear chase them back and say well why a lot of people like are fear of what people think particularly yeah. with instagram these days you know finding that perfect filter and that perfect <laughs> yeah. pose um not that i struggle from that perfect myself light. Um, and the perfect light <laughs> but like nose to the light but what happens with people is they get to a place of i suppose so concerned of their image because it's what will people think and i think I think but that is a fear that is not good fear of I suppose what people think of them fear of their you know image going out there and so forth and that can be a real problem where people can start to get like body dysmorphia and it can develop yes, into all yeah. sorts of things so we have to kind of rein it in and keep it real and get grounded and I know it's sometimes easier said than done that's where we need someone else sometimes in our life to say listen forget about it do you know what I mean but we have to be careful that we don't become so fearful it begins to affect or consume our thoughts. When something is taken over your thoughts, that's when you know maybe you're obsessing on it a little bit too much. And another, and one of those things that can happen from, you know, anxiety is OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder, which is sometimes manifests in, in behaviors. Like someone says, oh, well, I have to clean my hands 10 times or mm. touch, turn the light on and off seven times or whatever else. So that can happen from OCB and that can come from anxiety. But it's not the actual actions because we do people who have OCD, they can do those actions thinking that it's going to keep them safe. Um, yeah. And there is a process and you've got to break it down and go through that with people. But all those things are coming from anxiety disorders, mm. which come from a fear somewhere along the line. Mm-hmm. And um, I only heard recently, you know, the way you can easily get a bit OCB about your hands. Well, I know I can about um, using, you know, the hand sanitizer. Or keeping your hands clean or whatever. But I heard recently that the hand sanitizers, if you're using them too much, can actually get rid of good bacteria in your yeah. body, it, it, in your it, gut it's, somehow. It seems to affect that, like, yeah, I heard that. Yeah. It affects your, like, basically we all have an immune system and if we're washing all the time, um, it can weaken our immune system. Yeah. Because the, the immune system doesn't have to fight then. Because so, you think about when you're younger, like... I don't know about you, but like I, I used my to hands <laughs> in crap when I was grand. <laughs> I used to scrape up um, chewing gum off the oh, pavement. See, no, that's disgusting. <laughs> and eat it. Because we weren't allowed chewing gum. Yeah, I know, but like. Disgusting, oh. isn't it? Disgusting. But we used, know, I used to, we used to actually go. bless it. Do you, so we used to. Oh, that makes do, all the difference. Yeah, the, like the cross, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And then, and then eat it. And <laughs> do you know what I used to do when I was in school? This is weird. I used to eat crayons and paper. What? I used to love chewing on crayons. That's a lack of something. You think? <laughs> well, if I was a woman, I think I'm pregnant. Craving stuff like that. Yeah, I used to eat crayons and that paper. Crayon? Like swallowed them? I chew them and swallow them. Yeah. Cra- loads of Paper, time. yes. Yeah, loads I of I used times. to do that. And paper, I chew paper. Because you used to be eating paper you could buy. No, I just wasn't eating paper. These crayons. I know, but I, that kind of, 
then got it into my head eating paper. Yeah, and if, if there's any, there shouldn't be any kids listening, but if there are kids listening, <laughs> don't eat the crayons of paper. Do not do. I think we should get into, you know, ways that we can combat this thing called anxiety and ways we can overcome yes, this thing absolutely. called anxiety. Well, you know what I'm going to start with? I'm Kick gonna the tr- door down. I'm going to close the door on fear. Kick it down. It sounds very dramatic. <laughs> First of all, I got to clear up something. I, I hate when people kind of say, oh, do this, this and this and you'll be grand for life, right? I like to be more, I'm going to keep it real. You Can you overcome anxiety? Yes. Does it take time? Yes. And can everyone overcome it? Not so much. Really? Not everyone can overcome anxiety, depending on where they're at, right? But you can overcome anxiety. Now, yeah. I know that sounds like, well, who can, who can't? It comes down to the person. And it comes down to a lot of things about them, you know, from a, uh, you know, without getting all scientific on it, but the, the type, their makeup and different things like that as well. But mm. I think all people, so you may not, not everyone may overcome it, but everyone can control it. Mm. And I want to say that. So just so you know, so you, some people will overcome it altogether. Um, and some people may not overcome it altogether and they have their bad days and their good days, but everyone can control it. Mm-hmm. I, 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 you know, I do believe with the right care and the right advice and the right people around you, you can. Um, I, I do definitely believe that. Some people, like I say, need medication. Some people don't, you know, mm. it's just the way it is, but each to their own. Um, so the first thing I want is the biggest tip. Tip number one is, it sounds kind of, yeah, sounds kind of simple, is yeah. have hope. Yeah. Because believe you can and believe you can't, either way you're right. Whatever you choose to believe is the way it's going to be. Yes. Have hope that you're going to get through this. Don't, you don't have to think, oh, I'll get over this completely. No, just have hope that, look, I'm going to make it through today and I'm going to make it through this week. And each day you get through, you're going to be stronger for it. Yeah. So you have to change or uh, evaluate yourself and in some ways go, no, I'm going to choose to have an attitude of, like a, a positive mindset doesn't necessarily cut the mustard yeah. you know what I mean it's more about being real with yourself and say you know what I'm going to keep on going one step at a time oh, I'm going to keep on going heard a brilliant um, statement during the week actually Go. on that note what is it okay you ready for this I'm ready it's not positive thinking yes it's vision how you see yourself that's good Do you like that? I like that I loved it it's not positive okay so you know get a vision for yourself where you I suppose that's good. I mean, Isn't that great? But yeah, I mean, have an attitude of, look, I'm going to get through this. Have hope. Because when you cho- when you take on the attitude of, I'm never going to get through this, it's a lot harder to get through this. You know what I mean? Because you're being, you're feeling defeated. Have hope. I'm not talking about fake hope and false hope. And going, Yo, I'm good. Everything's like going up to someone. How are you today? And you're in the midst of this horrible anxiety and you feel like your skin is crawling and they go, how are you? And you go, I'm fine. Because you're trying to have hope. <laughs> you know, no, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about that just you, your inner voice. You kind of, when you, what you, the words you say to yourself, our inner dialogue, which we all have, you know, the things we think to ourselves, about ourselves and for ourselves, you know, choose the direction of, I'm going to have, I will get through this. I'm going to keep on going one step at a time, one step at a time. And don't try to put a time on things. You know, people tend to do and that. And see yourself like, like vision yourself, like that saying is not just positive thinking, but actually vision, vision yourself better. Yeah, See do. yourself you know, in whatever situation that you're having these anxiety attacks, but seeing yourself getting through with you is the lift, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I would start to, and I actually used to find it difficult to even visualize myself being in a lift, but I started thinking about being in a lift before I actually got on a lift. And that's what, like, when it comes to exposure therapies and different things that people will do, that's part of it. You start thinking about it, yeah. you know, conquering it. And once you start doing that, you know, it's, it's, you can have a great life with or without anxiety, you can still have a great life. 
But if you can control anxiety, you'll have an even better life. Yeah. So see that, you know, look, you're going to get through it and have that attitude that, no, I will be okay. I can do this because yeah. you can do it. Yeah. You really can. And I'm a walking testament yeah. of it. I'm not saying I'm golden boy and got it all perfect. <laughs> but I know when it comes to anxiety, I did conquer it and never had it be an issue. I had normal anxieties, you know, but I never had it be an issue. It never affected my quality of life again. Yeah. And that was a decade ago. Yeah. You know, because I suppose I learned a lot about it. I've researched a lot about it. I've yeah. worked with countless amount of people about it. And a lot of those people have gotten through it too. You know, so what I'm saying is I'm not trying to sell you a pipe dream. I'm just kind of tell you the fact is, look, I was one of the people that managed to get through it. Thank God. So I know that wherever you're at right now, you can definitely be better in a month from now, in the six months from now. Yeah. There is There's hope. There is hope. Mm-hmm. Hold on to that hope. Yeah. That's the biggest. That's my first tip. If mm-hmm. that makes any What's sense. What's tip number two? Triggers. Tip number two is know your triggers. So if you can kind of get to the root of why this all happened for you, why this anxiety came up, if it's, you know, where it's a problem for you and it's all Mm. the time, what is the triggers? What is it that's getting you anxious? What is the thing that you do or see or foresee that gets that gut reaction, that anxious feeling going for you? Find out what they are. And when you do, break them down. Why do I fear that thing? Mm. Why is that such a problem? Is it really as bad as I think it is? And mm. just come at it head head first. If you're finding it too hard to talk about it, like if it's a trauma, maybe you need a therapist then. Maybe you need a counselor, someone, you know, expertise in that mm. area. Mm. But talk to someone if you're finding it too hard to confront it on your own. But find out what your triggers are. And when you find out what your triggers are, you can learn then to avoid them in a way, but not avoid them from being fearful. But you can break them down and you can start to say, oh, Grant, I know what my triggers are. Um, because here's for example one person I know they had hypochondria really bad and one of their triggers would be they google something so they don't feel they don't feel so anxious but they google up something to do with a a pain in their leg Mm. and their anxiety would come up because the trigger would be looking up that thing the fear of having that ailment and dying you know what I mean so like if there's things that trigger it off that you can avoid deal with them if there's thoughts and triggers in your head that you can deal with try and deal with them too deal with these things and then you can realize well hang on a minute googling i'm not going to do but the 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 trigger of being fearful of of dying i can do something to maybe about that and talk to someone and get help on that topic so find out what they are it's basically what you're doing is you're assessing the enemy and anxiety is like the enemy Mm. number three balance as i say a lot of people get themselves into an anxious state it's not necessarily what they're thinking about right now it's just from being in a busy stressed state for a long period of time get the balance in life and that is you know the work this the life you know this the rest life, social life yeah it's kind that is kind of uh, easier said than done like so many people are so busy and, and under working pressure. and under pressure and even commute times now because of the housing issues in ireland you know people having to move down the country but commuting to dublin for like you know, two hours and stuff. work like so yeah it is it is a tough um thing to do but it is something that has to be done because um as we've seen in your story uh, you were just burning the candle about ends and it's and that's not it a thing you you want to be no. finding yourself in that position you don't want to get to the place of burnout yeah. you know and sometimes I've I mean I come across some sad stories of people who've burnt out and hit rock bottom and they literally have to put themselves back together and it's just the longer you leave it the worse it is and the longer it takes to come back from that um, so balance is so important I know we've heard it many times we probably all, we probably all know it, it we should be doing yeah. less and resting more but it's your health depends on it you know and that's a fact and another thing is as well like when it comes to another little tip, I suppose I've shared it already. When it comes to panic attack, 
is, is the learning to breathe and control your breathing in a panic. That's more in an emergency situation of a panic attack. That's yeah. a little tip I'll throw on there. Just have that, you know, up your sleeve and then you won't fear panic attacks as much because you now have a plan in the event of. Mm. So it's something good to be. And know that it's never been reported that no one's ever... There's no report on record of someone dying from a panic attack. Mm. Just so That's you know. good. Even that alone is, so yeah, is, just so you know. is good to know. <laughs> um, but here's one for you. And this is one of the biggest things I learned about anxiety and, you know, with people I've helped and worked with, whatever. This is the biggest tip I can give you. And these are in no particular order, right? Um, let So thoughts come in your head because particularly if people suffer with, say, obsessive thoughts or ruminations, stuff like that, um, things they can't stop thinking about or fears that are just consuming them all the time, like people with OCD and other types of variations of it where they're, you know, relationship, obses- relationship obsessive compulsive disorder, it's where they're completely obsessing about their their their, their partner. Their relationship. Their relationship, yeah. basically. And it can be where they're... And sometimes in a bad people, way. <laughs> sometimes it can be a case of they're, they're, they have that, but they're not in a relationship. It's, you know, that kind of way. They, they have that fear of, will I ever find the oh, perfect okay. love? Yeah. But then someone who, more often than not, people are in a relationship and they fear of, what if I don't love them? What if we're, you know, we're, we're planning on getting married and what if I feel at the top of the altar, you know, as she walks up towards me, I go, oh, this isn't for me. So people can get all the sorts of what if thoughts and yeah. they can obsess about this because it means something. The only reason they do obsess about it is because it means so much to them. But anyway... I'm going to use that as an example. Yeah. But your thoughts can ruminate. If you, by the way, the ROCD article is on the website. Check it out. Markfennel.ie. Oh, thanks for the plug. Um, <laughs> although it's, we're allowed plugging on yeah, it. This is our are. podcast. Anyway, um, but Double going back to that. Two N's and two L's. <laughs> so going back to that, um, when it comes to whatever your thoughts are, the biggest tip, like I was mentioned, is this. Let the thoughts float by because the thoughts are not always your own. Like we talked about thoughts before, thoughts can come and your computer is like a, your mind is like a computer. It doesn't mean it's your thought. It doesn't mean that it's you. So don't, just because you thought it, it doesn't mean it's you. Yeah. Because, you know, if someone poses a picture of, like we were talking about that thing, a blue elephant, oh, your yeah. brain will start seeing, you know, thinking of a blue elephant or whatnot. Yeah. You know, or, or if I say, think of the color red, you, yeah. your brain starts jumping to thinking the color. Or it's colors. kind of like dreams. Like you don't make up your own dreams. Yeah, I mean, just, if, if we did make up our just, own dreams, we wouldn't have nightmares. <laughs> and that proves my point. That's true, exactly, yeah. So let the thoughts float by. Don't, just because they're there doesn't mean it's your direct thought. And don't fear them. So just let the thoughts float by. I always put it like this. See your thoughts. You're on a ship and your thoughts are on these other ships. And some ships you'll want to anchor with and some ships you won't. You, you know, some ships you'll want tied up to you and sometimes you won't. When you see the anxiety ship come along <laughs> or those thoughts associated... Just let it float on by. The reason I say that is if you try and repel it or fight it, it only, it's like, it's like, do you remember that movie, Jim Carrey, was it called Liar Liar or something? Oh yeah. Where he, he couldn't he lie. He couldn't lie. Yeah. And he has the pen and he's kind of going, the pen is red. Oh yeah. The pen yeah. Is, he's trying to say it's blue. Yeah. It's red. You know, so it's trying to like say, no, I don't want to think about anxiety. I don't want to think about anxiety. And yeah. the more you say that, the more you're going to think about it. Yeah. So don't repel it. Just let them float by and go, oh, there's anxiety thoughts. Let them float on by. I am. Anyway, I talk, I always explain that to a lot of people. And I'm skirting through these quite yes, quickly. Yeah. Um, another one is talk to somebody. It goes without saying, find someone you can talk to. Sometimes we have a stigma where we go, if I need to talk to a doctor or a therapist or a counselor or a life coach or personal development or whatever, if I need to talk to someone like that who's a professional, it means I failed. It means there's something wrong with me. It's And we have this stigma. That is not the case. Listen, the best 
companies, CEOs, the best athletes in the world all have coaches and they have life coaches. That's, that's mm. you know what I mean? Not just coaches about fitness. They have life coaches because they want to perform to their best. You know, a lot of companies now will have a therapist on site all the time. If you've mm. seen the movie or the, the box at Billions, yeah. they have a counselor, a resident counselor. That's, right, yeah. that's common because people are under stress and whatnot and they want everyone to be happy in a good work, workplace. So there is no problem in going to someone. So shake off that. If you, if you want to be happy where you're at, well, then don't talk, you know, don't do anything about it. But if you want to change where you're at, well, then talk to someone if you're finding you can't get through it yourself. Um, because you know what? Well, then you'll get through it. So, hey, it's the long game, not the short game. Yeah. My last tip is probably a very important one. I've touched on it briefly. Don't go Googling all day long. <laughs> We have an awful habit of Googling and Googling and Googling. And we become like these pseudo psychologists, which we don't need to be, you know, Google to a point or whatever, get education. I, I think a, books are a better resource on these things. Yeah. And, and I tend to, if I want to learn or do something, I'll find a book about someone who has already done it. Yeah. So they're the kind of books and stuff where, you know, get your information from those quality yes. sources. Because remember anyone can write anything online it doesn't That's mean true. it's true yeah because i remember seeing articles before and the article was brilliant and then you read the comments and they were all so negative yeah that doesn't work that's not yeah. true that doesn't yeah. work and you're kind of discredits the article and the article could be from like the top doctor in the world yeah so yeah be careful of what you google and don't always read the comments yeah <laughs> is that all your tips i think so and didn't you do a video on anxiety I did actually and, I, and in that video I'll explain this as well when you understand how it all works like we were explaining earlier on that's one of the biggest part of getting over anxiety understand why your body's doing what it's doing and how it all works and see yourself that you know my body's like a machine my mind is like a computer and just because you thought it doesn't mean it's you and in the video I explained it a little bit more about the physical side of things so you can yeah. check that out it's on it's on my website as well um, but there you go so I hope that has been helpful we could talk for so much more longer but i i think we've yeah, probably talked enough we on have. It for today. and there's loads of tips there. there is loads more i will say this as well if you're struggling with anxiety to whatever degree but you know it's not right and you need to do something about it you know talk to someone and if you want to get in touch with me go right ahead you know that's why we're out there to help people so if we can be of help we most certainly will do you know what i just had something i wanted to had a note here i wanted to say was Put the bins out. You. <laughs> oh, sorry. Something really? Else. Is that tonight? It is tonight. Green bin? It is, yeah. Oh, yeah. Moving we need on. to put green bin out. So anyway, you may not be a person who suffers with anxiety listening to this, but you may know somebody who has is suffering with anxiety. And just a little tip that I would give from coming from that side of things. Oh, yeah, that's good, actually. Because yeah, a lot of times we don't, we may know someone. Yeah. Yeah. So just to not... A tip would be not to always ask the person, how are you today? How are you feeling now? Because the person may not be feeling any better like today or tomorrow, you know, could take a week or two or months, whatever. Even though you mean good by asking, how are you today and all that, it, the person might see it as being pressure. And then because they're not feeling any better, might feel a bit guilty, like because they're not feeling any better. And so it's probably not helping the situation. That's just a tip that I have. And also... You know, it might be scary if, if it's the first time, you know, you've witnessed this, but don't try not overreact or be like, oh my God, are you okay? Or panic because don't do what I did, like faint <laughs> in yeah. the hospital. But you did think but I was having a heart attack. So I did. No, that was different. Yeah. But like, don't overreact because then it's if, as much as you can, uh, because um, it then can just heighten the situation for the person suffering from the anxiety. But also a third thing I wanted to say was... Um, 
don't just say, don't say to them, ah, it's only in your head. Oh, that's the worst thing. <laughs> You're like, well, it was only in my head. But it's true. It's true. It's true. In fact, uh, like on that, I remember one particular client and they said, you don't seem bothered by what I've just told you about myself and how I'm feeling and what I'm going through. And I said, I said, well, I've heard it all before kind of thing. I said, I don't like, I've heard this similar situation. So I'm not surprised. No. All right. Well, that actually, and that gave them some sort of um, peace because they said, well, when I said it to, you know, my friends and when I said it to my parents and whatnot, and this, I mean, this was a, a you know, a young bachelor man living life and, you know, whatever mm. else. And he said, but when I said it to everyone else, they got real scared for me and they looked fearful. And when they yeah. looked scared, it made me more scared. So, one thing I will say is like a lot of the time if you're helping someone with it don't always kind of don't show you that you're scared for them because it'll only make help it'll only make them more scared yeah what they need at that point in time is someone they can rely on so you know don't show your fear even if you're feeling fear yeah. if you're helping someone and someone that can support them and be there for them and say look you can get through this mm, exactly. um, and you can work through it but um, yeah, so that was just a little tip that I wanted to uh, say there. So what Excellent. are we talking about next week? So next week, I thought in, in light of, you know, I mentioned the first tip on kind of getting through anxiety is having hope. And sometimes we lose all hope with anxiety because we don't believe we can. So if we work on our self-belief or believing in ourselves and believing we can do something, you know, that kind of way, mm. or just confidence in ourselves that can be a part of it. So I thought about next week, episode six, believing in yourself, also known as self-belief. So right. how to believe in yourself and uh, get the most out of life. How to live your best life. Living your best life. Isn't that Love. a hashtag that's out there yes. a lot of the time? Hashtag living your best life. Well, anyway, <laughs> um, no, but believing in yourself is one of the biggest things. So we're going to talk about that in the next episode. On that note, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to us uh, for the last while. If you're feeling generous, a review would be wonderful mm-hmm. a positive one that, that is nice. and of course you can make sure you connect with us as well markfennel.ie and instagram and facebook at mark's happy place yes because we want to keep it happy that's, that's what it. it's all about and that's it for today so uh, it's a good bye for me and a goodbye for me on that note thanks very much for tuning in to this adult life the podcast have a great week and we'll see you next week